Welcome to the uh, Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, Sports Information Director here at Hope College, and I've uh, been fun this semester and the school year to talk with uh, Hope College coaches and uh, get to know a little bit about more about what's going on in their program and how they're uh, handling uh, these challenging times. And uh, uh, have a special guest today, a big announcement this week involving our football program. And here to talk about that is uh, head football coach Peter Sturzma and senior quarterback Joey Stark. And uh, coach, uh, we'll just uh, we'll first talk about obviously the announcement of the decision to uh, not play in an MIAA games this spring and uh, opting in to preparing for that 2021 fall season. Just talk about the decision and uh, why why. Uh, you and the leadership of the college felt this is the, the best decision for this program. Yeah, thank you, uh, Alan, for the opportunity to, uh, to talk about this and appreciate Joey Stark, one of our leaders uh, in our program, to be able to join us as well. Um, you know, this decision uh, goes back to, uh, first I need to highlight the decision-making process that we've gone through at Hope College since March 13th is always to make decisions on the information that you have at the time. Uh, to not look too far ahead to make decisions, uh, but to make to make decisions with the information we have at the time. Uh, back in July, having served on a, uh, I serve on a, on a uh, head coaches committee uh, for the AFCA Division Three football coaches, and in July I started to, uh, it started to become very clear and very evident that we were not going to be playing football in the fall. At the end of July and August, we met as a league and. And really at that point, the, the discussion started surrounded playing in the spring uh, and five games. At that point, uh, I was a little skeptical if that was going to happen, if the NCAA would allow that to happen, if uh, the orthopedic surgeons who, who work with the NCAA would allow that to happen, being that it would be a short turnaround from spring to fall. So fast forward to, uh, you know, the, through the fall, I thought our players did an outstanding job. Uh, we used 47 of our 114 opportunities the NCAA granted us for 2021. And those 47 opportunities uh, range from meetings, practice, lifting, conditioning, agilities, and, uh, and things where we had team get-togethers. Um, and so that was, I think, a really effective, uh, very efficient, and a very productive fall, having had exit meetings with our players. I think many of them did not, uh, including myself, we were skeptical if we were going to make it through the fall without having some type of significant shutdown. Um, and so we, we started to realize, uh, I think what, what has changed since that fall time, we started to realize what are the true logistics of us playing in the spring? What does that look like? Well, here's where we landed, uh, Alan, and that is at the end of the day, it is my duty and my responsibility as the head football coach to give our guys the best opportunity to succeed on the football field from a, from a performance standpoint and from a safety standpoint. And we determined unanimously within our staff, within our athletic administration, within the administration of the college. And I, uh, I did speak with our council leaders, which Joey is a member of our, our council, our, our leadership council, which consists of 10 young men on our team. Uh, and it was, uh, though disappointing, but we realized very quickly that we were not going to participate in the game scheduled by the MIAA. Uh, this is a very, very difficult decision in particular for the seniors that this was impacted. Currently, to date, we have two seniors that are not coming back uh, for their final year of eligibility in the fall. It was also very clear and very evident amongst our players that the ultimate goal is to win the MIAA championship in the fall 2021. We are the defending league champs from the fall of 2019. We still are the defending champs, and we will defend that championship in the fall of 2021. And we felt very strongly that this was driven not by COVID, 
but it was driven by the safety and the performance level of our football players. And I will always put that at the forefront of what we do. Um, just became very evident to us uh, when you looked around the landscape of the league uh, the, uh, from uh, our league and Heartland League were two of the leagues in the country that were going to play more than five games. And then we looked at the landscape of other leagues in the United States. Uh, and there were a, a number that weren't going to play. There were a few that were going to play two, three, five games. Uh, and then we also, uh, I, I uh, consulted with uh, coaches in the Midwest, Division One, Division Two, and Division Three schools. Division One is not playing games this spring. They're, they're having spring practice. Division One AA is not having games this spring. They're having spring practice. Division Two is not having games this spring. They're having spring practice. And we felt that this was in the best interest of our program and our players uh, to give us the best chance to succeed. Peter, that, that process and involving, uh, as you mentioned, involving your players, how important for you was to, to get that feedback from your leadership council as you, you know, processed and, and worked with, you know, everyone uh, at the college to, to find the right decision? Well, let's start with the first thing you mentioned, our players. The reason why we're here is because we have players and student athletes here on this, in this program. Um, you know, I, I made a quote, I said a quote the other day and, and, I, and it was, you know, it's, I mean this, it's, we're not here to supply jobs and support jobs. We're here to provide an educational opportunity experience for our young men uh, here in this program. And, and so about a week ago, uh, we had a council leadership meeting uh, with our guys. It was just me and our, and our uh, leadership council. And, at one point, one of our guys said, coach, where, where are you at with things? And I, I said, well, here's where I'm at. And then I just opened it up to all of our guys. I think Joey Stark actually was one of the first to start uh, to begin to speak. And I'll let him speak for his opinions and things of that nature. But it became very clear that they are in this program and, and where we are, that our goals are to, to play for the MIAA championship in the fall. And that this spring brings about some challenges uh, difficult decisions had to be made, but their perspective was very important to me. Um, and in that perspective was a young man who is a senior, Matt Middleton, who is not going to be able to play again ever. And uh, to hear him say, Alan, he's, you know, to hear him say it with our teammates and to say it to me privately that coach, I, I, I don't like the decision, but I, I understand it. And I agree with it actually. Um, it's just hard to hear that final decision. He said, but I'll never put, the team in front of, you know, I'll, not, I'll never put my, my own interests in front of this team. And, you know, Ellen, you hear things like that. And when you, when you have young men like Joey Stark and Matt Middleton and the rest of our council leaders and the rest of our team, to be quite honest with you, when they feel like there's their individual needs and, and opinions, really, uh, they don't want that to outweigh what's the best for our team and for our program. Um, and um, this is a mindset that we're going to take and we're going to, we're going to approach this way that we're going to have a great spring. And, and, and it's really, you know, if we want to be a player-driven organization that's going to compete every single day, then I, I believe our players need to be a part of this decision. Uh, and they were. Uh, and, they, and ultimately, I, the decision and, the, and, and, and anything that doesn't work and this falls directly on the shoulders of me as the head coach. I understand that. Uh, but I also appreciate their perspective because they're also going to drive this decision in the weight room, in the meeting room, on the practice field, off the field. Uh, you, you know, socially, emotionally, spiritually, all those things, the players are going to drive this. And that's what this program is going to be built on. Joey, thanks for uh, joining us here on the Orange and Blue podcast. Uh, talk about that. How, 
How much did it mean to you and the other council leaders uh, for you guys to, to be involved in the conversation on this process? Um, obviously it impacts you guys directly. It's your you know, opportunity to play. And, and a, like a lot of student athletes across the country have dealt with so much loss already this school year, you know, from an athletic perspective. How important was that just to, to be able to be heard and, and to, to talk about this before a final decision was made? Yeah, I mean, it was obviously um, tough news right at first as an athlete and as a competitor. Um, it feels like it's been forever since we played football. Um, but I would say that one of the pillars of our program is trust. And I think it meant a lot to, I know to me and a lot of the other players that um, it felt like, you know, the coaches and the administration and the faculty trusted that uh, we would come back in the fall um, ready to compete, ready to play. And we trusted that they had our best interest at heart. So to know that we were a part of that decision and that our perspective was important to them, um, I think made all the difference. Peter, can you elaborate on the challenges of a, a spring games or spring schedule with competition versus just spring practice? Uh, just in terms of, I mean, we're in Michigan, it's winter, it's, I mean, all the different things that kind of made it kind of something, uh, you know, made it would have made it really challenging to try to complete a, a schedule this spring. Yeah, Alan, one of the things that uh, we've learned from our players is they want to know the why behind things that we, you know, why we do things. You know, I think old school says, hey, just run through the wall because I told you to. That, that doesn't work. Uh, but if I said to Joey, hey, Joey, run through the wall because there's a pot of gold on the other side of the wall, he'd run through the wall for you uh, because he knows the why. Uh, and, and so our players, I think, uh, what they want to know why. And so what is our why of, of this is, um, first of all, I want to repeat something. This is not about COVID. COVID is COVID put us into this situation. COVID could impact this spring still, uh, but COVID is not the, the, the main focus of our decision. It's about the performance and, and safety and well-being of our players. And, and so the why is, is that, so you asked me about the logistics of this. Well, let me start by uh, the other day when we did the groundbreaking ceremony for our end zone building, the Jim Herring Athletic uh, Center. Uh, as we opened, uh, did that ceremony outside, I looked out on the field and it was nine degrees on the field at that point when we did that, nine degrees. Alan, there's an NCAA rule we're not allowed to practice when it or be out practice in, in a situation and be outside of a field field temperature of 15 degrees. And so I was looking at that turf saying nine degrees out here uh, when we we're supposed to be on the field on February 17th in preparation for a March 13th football game. Uh, it, to me, logistically doesn't seem uh, logical. Okay. Um, meaning we, we would be inside, inside, we don't have an indoor facility. We have checked with the local colleges around us and their facilities are, of course, booked. So to go inside, we'd practice in the Dow Center and the DeVos Center. We, we could not go in the same facility with both offense and defense. So we'd be separated from that standpoint. We, we, we talked a lot about the physical preparations it takes to play the game of football. Physical preparations it takes. You can't just jump in and start, you know, there's an acclimation period that's required out of us to even put our, you know, put full pads on. Uh, let alone the acclimation of actually going to live full speed contact. Um, we talked about the injury rate. We talked about, um, hey, we, 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 I hope we learned something from college football. Uh, I hope we learned something from high school football and things of that nature. And, and we said, and I used two examples, and, and Joey could be included in this and anyone that has an opportunity to play a lot or play a little. It's, it's look, Kenya Houston and Brady Aiden have a chance to be mentioned in the country uh, as, as preseason All-Americans. And playing six games in the spring to me doesn't add up to a lot of, uh, of making sense for what we really truly want to do, which is our goals in the fall of 2021. Um, you know, uh, we, 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 
threw around a model of, hey, let's say we're going to play a couple of inter-squads or scrimmages at the end, and Joey Stark, let's say, for example, is our starting quarterback. Well, Joey's not going to play all four quarters and run 78 offensive plays. Uh, we, we look at and started throwing around the model of, of, of how do we manage that uh, from a standpoint that's controlled. So I look at it, six games playing 80 plays is very different than two or three contests or inter-squads or scrimmages or even practicing with another team where we can control those reps. Um, so we looked at the, 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 the logistics of it. We looked at the safety of it from an, in, from an injury standpoint. Uh, we looked at it from, uh, again, what is, what is happening nationally? Uh, what is happening nearby? The CCIW was a league that we, uh, we looked at, um, and, and there's various levels of what they're doing. Some are playing in five, some are playing three, some are playing a couple games, some are playing scrimmages, one's not playing at all. And so we really took all that into consideration. And, and uh, but that was the decision-making model and, and the things that go around it uh, that I haven't even mentioned, like scheduling of all of our teams on the field. We don't get, you know, fall, we practice from 345 to six every day without worry of, of, of conflicts on the field. Well, if we're not outside, we have conflicts in the gym because now we have a number of sports trying to access those facilities. But again, at the end of the day, what drove this down, and I'm going to continue to repeat this, is the safety and well-being of our players and performance. I want to reiterate that. It's not about COVID. Now, could COVID have impacted our spring? Certainly. We're playing a game on a Saturday. We could practice all week. Friday night, we could cancel that game. And I think we've also learned, and I think this is something that needs to be addressed, is that I don't know that that is really good and healthy from a mental state for our players, going up and down and in and out. I think if we have a set structured environment that we're going to be involved in and we have a plan for this spring, I think I'm going to look at Joey Stark here and say, I think that's a better situation for him mentally. He knows what we, where we want to start, where we want to be in the middle and where we want to end. And it's all driving towards 2021. If we're going in and out and up and down, I think that's mentally very challenging in a time that mental health should be at the forefront of what we do as educators here at the higher level of education. Joey, a student-athlete perspective about, about that, of having as much certainty as you can have, as we all can have right now, how, what, does that, uh, what does that do? What does that provide versus maybe having that scenario where you gear up all week and then you, the last minute the game gets canceled, as, as you know we've seen across the country has happened? Yeah, I mean, as soon as the leadership council met with Coach Sersma, it was pretty apparent early on that our goal collectively um, is to come back and defend our title in 2021. And so when we when we figured that out, um, I think this decision to do what we're doing in the spring makes a lot more sense for us, just because if we've learned anything from 2020, right, it's that nothing's guaranteed. And I think we were all on the same page that, you know, even if we schedule six games in the spring, there's no guarantee that we're going to play a full schedule anyways, due to COVID or due to injuries. Um, and our team does not want to play if we're not at full strength. I think that would not be fair to our players, not be fair to our fans. Um, and so from a leadership perspective and from a student athlete perspective, um, I think we're really lucky to, to know where we're going, like coach said, um, to know what the plan is. And part of that is um, with life on campus too. I think we're really lucky to go to a school that has advocated for us so hard and pushed so hard to keep us in person. Um, that made all the difference to us this last semester. Um, and so I think, you know, the players are on board, we're ready to work. And it's, uh, it's nice to know that we have a structure and a, and a skeleton of, of what we want to do and where we want to go. Joey, with the, the, the turnaround of this announcement, um, you, you know, there's, you got disappointment, and then it seems you guys have quickly turned into, okay, we're going to make the most out of this scenario. 
where did that come from to be able to get a group of players um, kind of to buy in like that? Because, I mean, the, the disappointment is understandable and fair and, you know, could be easy to dwell in. But you guys seem to collectively have not a lot let yourself sit in that kind of woe, woe is me kind of, uh, you know, feeling that's, you know, naturally understandable. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that comes from our experience this fall. Um, we obviously didn't get a chance to go out and compete, um, but we got to spend a lot of time together as a team. Um, and there was definitely some growing pains those first couple of weeks in the fall when we weren't playing games and we were just practicing. It felt like we were going through the motions. Um, for sometimes it felt like for no reason because um, we had no idea where we were headed. Um, so I think, you know, the leaders on this team and all the way from top to bottom, I think everybody learned a lot about dealing with adversity um, and keeping your head focused on, on your goals. And so I think with this news in the spring, I think we are equipped to handle that based on the fact that we've, it feels like we've gone through it before. And it's nice to feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel this fall. Um, and hopefully we get a chance to go out and compete and defend our title. But I think um, this experience has definitely taught us a lot as leaders, as players. Um, and it's something that, you know, is unfortunate, but it'll, it's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. So um, couldn't be more thankful for, for this program. Coach, what have you seen from this group of players that have allowed them to react in, in a positive and a constructive way versus maybe going a different direction, um, you know, that uh, that can happen because, you know, they're competitors, they want to play. What, what have you seen that that's allowed this to, you know, build into a positive? Well, I'll, say, I'll answer that question two ways. The first thing is in, in, our, in, our, me, in our meeting with our leadership council, I said, guys, if we can't say it here, then, then, then our culture isn't uh, strong enough to be able to, to question what we do and how we do it. And, and so I really tried to give as I, I called on each person if they didn't want to talk or they said, no, I just agree with what he said, uh, you know, I, that's okay. Um, I also made contact individually with some of those guys that, that may have had other questions. And, and I just wanted to give them that a, a opportunity. And then when I, I, when I literally shut my hood on my laptop from that Zoom meeting, I said to my wife, I said, I get to work with those guys. Like, how lucky am I? I get to work with young men like that. And you really start to, you know, like as a coach, as a, as a dad, uh, as a fan of sports, you realize that, wow, sports and athletics brings so many unique personalities together that are highly competitive. And, uh, and really sometimes the most difficult decisions um, are the right decisions or you know, and the right decision is the most difficult to make and the, and the most challenging. Uh, but yet when you work with guys like this, it's like, yep. And you know what? We're going to have individuals that won't agree with everything that we have talked about. I understand that um, uh, in, in leadership. And Joey is a leader. When you make decisions, it's not always the most popular decision, but it's the right decision for the organization with the information that we have at this time. Um, and that to me is an incredible learning lesson. And I, you know, I learn from our guys every day, Alan. I learn from them. And, and, and I think uh, we learn as Joey, as Joey alluded to and, and spoke so eloquently, is we learned a lot about the fall uh, of what we we're about. And, you know, when you compare some schools in our league that played, there was a couple of schools that played in our league and they played games and, and they had 48 opportunities. We had 47 opportunities based on the NCAA rules. And I'm really proud of our guys for, for going through that process and ending with an inner squad scrimmage that was, energetic and lights out and those guys competed uh and and you know so we're looking at a spring practice model that's going to give us the best opportunity to succeed in 
when we move back in in August of 2021. Perhaps fittingly or ironically, whatever the right is, uh, this construction toward that fall uh, 2021 season uh, also is going to be coinciding with that Herringa Athletic Center, new locker room facility for our, our for you guys, also for baseball and softball. Um, and you guys will be working. Uh, tell us, Peter, what what do you see now? What are you envisioning as far as what spring practice is going to look like? How are you guys going to try to uh, accomplish what you wanted? to do to get the most out of this spring to be ready for the fall? We're going to look at it as a phasing approach. First of all, we have not had our guys together uh, in a lifting program other than this fall. And obviously that was limited because we had to phase in that approach as well. But when our players come back on Monday, uh, the 25th of January, we're going to phase in this approach. So we will start with a seven week strength and, con strength and conditioning and agility uh, segment for seven weeks. That'll bring us up to a point where we would normally be on spring break. We're not going to have spring break due to our academic calendar here at Hope. So we will give them a week off, if you will, to recover, rest. And then we will prepare for a four-week spring practice schedule. That spring practice schedule will be identical to that of this fall, where we have a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday potentially model of practice, and then a Monday, Wednesday, Friday lifting model or it might switch up and we go Monday, Wednesday, Friday practice, Tuesday, Thursday lifting. Uh, whatever is ideal for our players to be able to have the best situation for us to do what we do. And remember, because of this 114 days of the NCAA allowing us, we're now allowed to have pads and have some contact uh, in, in limited and controlled situations in the spring. And so again, that actually leads to us to say, okay, so seven weeks strength and conditioning agility, four weeks of spring practice, and then we're going to end with a three-week, and we'll call it a game prep situation or phase. And that would be where we're going to be looking at an everyday situation and scenario, and do we finish that week with a inter-squad scrimmage on the Saturday? Do we finish that week with a practice with another team? Do we finish that with a scrimmage with another team where we can mo monitor the reps, right, and monitor the reps of our players, again, so that we can get the most development for the fall. And then the last thing I would say, Alan, is then we finish up with our final exams. And then we watch our guys walk off of campus and some will stay on campus, of course, and we'll watch our guys leave campus. And we're going to, and I'm confident in this, they're going to be bigger, stronger, faster. They're going to have installed things in the spring practice as a, as a building process from the fall. And they're going to leave in May and May 14th, when we're done here at Hope College, getting ready to return August 12th in great preparation for the fall. That's what this is about. And we have we didn't see that, of course, last spring. And then conversely, when we show up in the fall, I, I said to administration, uh, and, I, and I've said it to our players, like, guess what? By making this decision, it puts the pressure on us to have August be absolutely lights out, throttle down, here we go. All gas and no brakes. Uh, and we, we, open a new, we open with a new facility, we open at home. And you know that I will look right at our players and say, we are who we are when no one's watching. Those months of June and July and into August are going to be incredibly important as we prepare to defend our title in 2021. Joey, take me through having these seven weeks of strength and conditioning this semester to come back after being away. What, how will that impact you guys and, and be helpful as you, you know, prepare for the rest of this semester? Yeah, I think it's going to be huge for us as a team to be together um, in any context, get faster, get stronger. Um, but if it does anything, I think it will make it feel like a normal year. 
um, because typically when we come back from Christmas break, we have about a 10 week lifting program before we start spring practice. And so um, I think having these seven weeks to just focus on our, on our physical development will resemble what a typical year will look like in our program. And I think that's going to be huge for especially our freshmen um, who've never been exposed to that routine. Um, and, you know, I think what coach was saying earlier about having a plan and having a focus, I think it's huge for us to say, you know what, we're going to try and do everything we can to, to get the most out of this spring and, and get better. And part of that is, is developing physically. And so I think having seven weeks with coach Margaret's is going to make a world of difference for us. And then uh, lastly, coach, you alluded to the you know season over September 4th, um, looking at your schedule, some new opponents. Uh, I think I've seen that, uh, and the Flying Dutchman even haven't played in a while or played at all. Just talk about this fall schedule and uh, what you kind of what you see on that as opportunities for uh, this team when you return in uh, August. Well, Alan, you've known me long enough to know this, that I'm not going to talk about anything after game two. Right. <laughs> it's game one that we're worried about, uh, you know, and that's what our sole focus will be on Anderson University as they come in and we open on game one. Because you know what, I, I really believe this, and, and Joey alluded to this, is that the excitement and energy in this campus uh, on that first opening night, uh, first opening afternoon, I should say, well, I just expect it to be great. I said to Scooney, our AD, I kidded with him. I said, I hope we have flybys. I hope, you know, with, uh, with uh, fighter jets that are flying by, I hope we have the blimp, the Goodyear blimp is there. I hope we have, uh, you know, I hope we have the petting zoo and elephants in the end zone. Uh, you know, and, and young kids feeding the elephants peanuts. I hope we have, you know, I hope you're doing as much as you can do and from a media standpoint to to give our guys an exciting return because, you know, realistically, that could be a really, really good opportunity for us to bring everybody back to, 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 to some normalcy of what we're about. And I think for the first time since March 13th, Alan, I think we see a light at the end of the tunnel. I think we wanted to believe there was a light at the end of the tunnel, but I think for the first time we see a glimpse of that with vaccines and, and with the time and the, and, and the things that we're hearing from our experts in science that um, that we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel uh, and that um, and that fall, I, I, what is it going to look? I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be more of what we are expecting it to look like. And, and normalcy is important for our players. It's important for us as a coaching staff. It's important for us as an institution uh, because we're going to keep moving in that direction with, you know, again, our entire student body comes back on Monday. And the way the Hope College has handled this, obviously, because of the success we had in the fall with our academic calendar, um, that's the same expectation that we have this spring. And it's the same expectation we have in this program. And it's not a, we're not opting out of anything, Alan. We're opting in for pushing it all in. All of our players and coaches, strength training, training staff, pushing it all in. And we're going to bet on our guys because I trust uh, the, the process with our guys. Joey, for you, do you, do you allow yourself to think about September 4 in that game one? Or um, how, how does that, how is that a motivator for you as you prepare, you and your teammates prepare this spring? Yeah, I mean, you definitely always think about it. And uh, having the chance to get back out and compete in any way um, motivates you. And I think we've learned a lot in the last year um, what does motivate us. And we've had to prepare a lot in the last year to play against nobody. And so I think for us as players, if we can learn to be motivated to play nobody, I can only imagine what it's going to be like when we have someone else coming to town. And so I think we're all just really excited to get back out there uh, and compete. And, you know, no matter who, no matter who comes to town, we'll just be ready to hit another color jersey. So we're ready. <laughs>
Good. We will be ready to uh, thank you, uh, Joey Stark, senior quarterback, and uh, Peter Sturz, my head coach, uh, for joining us today on the Hope Athletics Orange Blue podcast. Appreciate your perspective and uh, looking forward to watching you guys this spring prepare and looking forward even more so to watching you compete. And I know there's uh, thousands, if not millions, of Hope uh, Nation uh, ready to do the same. So thanks, Joey, and thanks, Peter. Thank you, Alan. Go Hope. Thank you, Alan.